The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I got a full house in the chat tonight. Shout out to our boy Nick in Chicago. The Windy City kicking it. Shout out to everybody in Illinois. And, uh, yes, there's no doubt going to be a lot of talk in Chicago right now that Justin Fields can do what Jalen Hurts uh, has uh, done. Right? Only one team can win the Super Bowl. If you think about this, too, it's been an epic run for Philadelphia. Yet Kansas City, Mahomes has been in two Super Bowls, right? He's only won one Super Bowl, Mahomes. And I remember, I remember earlier in Mahomes' career, People were talking about him being the greatest quarterback of all time already and all that type of stuff. And is he one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? Yes. But winning does matter. He needs to win more to, like, be, you know, in the conversation. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger won twice. You know what I mean? There's guys, you know what I mean, have won, you know, more than one. Uh, But, you know, there's legends that have won one too, right? Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, whatever, you know. So winning one is big, but... I said that at the time, because people were talking about how many championships will Mahomes win. I said years ago, three. I said, I think he's good enough that, you know what I mean, I'd be surprised if the guy doesn't win three Super Bowls, two minimum. Two minimum, probably three in his career. All right, he's already got, he's already got one. Now, he lost the last time, right? Tampa beat him up pretty good, too. Tampa Bay, like, destroyed them. Like, they, were, they weren't healthy. They fell apart. You know, Andy Reid's kid got into the accident before the Super Bowl. They lost 31-9 to in a game they were never really in. So, for the record, uh, the last four Super Bowls have gone under the number. 23-20 last year with the Rams and the Bengals. 31-29 Bucks Chiefs two years ago. That game feels like it was forever ago. Kansas City. 31-20 over San Francisco. That stayed under. They got to 50, but the total was 53 in that game. And then the year before, you remember, it was the uh, the Patriots and the Rams. It was 13-3. 13-3. Uh, final score. Lowest Super Bowl ever. Uh, scoring Super Bowl ever. So, man, we don't even have the Australian Open to bet on right now anymore. we got to pick up the pieces. Sabalenka, victorious. Novak Djokovic, victorious. We've got the parlay riding with Novak Djokovic and Arsenal. So Novak gets it done. Now I've got to play on Arsenal to win the Premier League. They're already offering me a payout at profit, but we'll let this ride for a little bit longer. And if they offer me enough to cash out, if I don't want to wait forever, I might do it. But I'm not ready to tap out yet. And they're not offering me enough to tap out yet. But I guess we're going to have to start to focus in on some college basketball, NBA basketball, uh, 
Although we're sort of like the NBA's at a weird time now before the All-Star game. The NHL has its All-Star game uh, this weekend. You got the Pro Bowl. So in other words, it's going to be a um, it's going to be a rough week. <laughs> like, get ready to start betting on Chicago State basketball games, everybody, because that's what we've got. Ready to lay it down on the Cougs. I'm not talking about Washington State. tell you what the Raptors look like they might have turned a little bit of a corner just a little one level three this is sports rage I am Gable Morenci the pimps the players the hustlers the people the Muslim and everybody else in between countdown to the Super Bowl 57 is on the money is coming in the numbers are moving they're shaking uh, depending though on where you're betting it is depending on what the number is I haven't really seen this before in which normally you'll have different numbers. They'll be off by half a point, but they'll start to settle in. Yet different books have this, you know, different. Now, first off, it's 49 and a half everywhere. All right. The last four Super Bowls have gone under the number. All right. The last four Super Bowls have gone under the number. This does not feel like it's going to be one of them. But we should note last year, the total was the same identical number, 49 and a half. The final score, Los Angeles Rams 23, Cincinnati Bengals 20. Two years ago, the total was high. It was 56. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember, the uh, the Buccaneer defensive line dominated. Kansas City, were, their offensive line was decimated. And it was a, a 31-9 route. Tampa Bay won. The total was 56. It stayed under the number. San Francisco and Kansas City was three years ago. I would have that game feels like it was like six years ago, but Mahomes hasn't been around forever. So that one was 31-20. That stayed under the number because the total was 53. The Super Bowl before that, New England and the Los Angeles Rams, 13-3. Lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. Four straight unders. And in fact, the last time the Super Bowl went over the number was when the Philadelphia Eagles beat the New England Patriots 41-33. to And I'm not sure, and I'm not saying that this Super Bowl is going to be as high scoring as that. But I do believe that we're going to get, you know, we're getting, we're, we're getting over 49.5 points in this matchup. But, you know, on a fast track, perfect conditions in Glendale, Arizona. If you like the... Philadelphia Eagles in this game. FanDuel has the best number right now. Everyone is dealing twos and two and a halves right now. FanDuel still has the Philadelphia Eagles minus one and a half, minus 126, money nine. We'll get Ian Cameron's thoughts, a.k.a. Babana will step up and in. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am a Ramsey. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. This is Portrait. I am Gable Moretz. You know, from the hustlers, the people, the bus, them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates, including the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. SoCal in the house, and so is Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. Follow him on Twitter, at Babano. The Super Bowl is set. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Babano, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Marenzi. Well, the first game was a blow-up, but that second game, it seemed like every single play was magnified. It had a level of importance to it. it speaks to how good of a football game it was. It just seemed like uh, everything that was taking place was important. Uh, both teams took a physical toll, and uh, yes, definitely officiating played a part, but at the end of the day, we have a Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl, the Andy, the Super Andy Reid Bowl, you could call it, the Super Kelsey Bowl, you could call it. You got Andy Reid facing his current team, facing his former team, and then, of course, the Battle of the Brothers, Travis and Jason Kelsey. So a lot of storylines, hopefully a good Super Bowl. The officiating was terrible all weekend. It was brutal today. The Devontae Smith first catch of the game that led to the touchdown wasn't even a catch. That's on Shanahan for not challenging it after. It was anticlimactic with San Francisco's injuries, and then it was a war of attrition. Cincinnati beat the living crap out of Kansas City physically on the field, and it seemed like Kansas City kept leaving the back door open. And not just the back door, but every window of the house was there. If you're Cincinnati, that's the definition of you let it get away from you. You had the game. Kansas City were beat up. They were out of wide receivers. They're turning the football over. The tide had turned in the second half, yet they just couldn't make that one extra play. We can talk about a call here, a call there. Yeah, whatever. They had their opportunities to win. They got the ball back numerous times, Babano, in the fourth quarter of the Cincinnati Bengals, and they didn't they didn't take advantage of it, quite frankly. And you got to give credit to the defensive line, a defensive line that people didn't really think would be able to do what they did. I did. I thought they were going to be able to bring it, and they did, and they caused uh, a lot of havoc back there. Yet, whatever, Tennessee sacked Joe Burrow nine times last year and still lost the football game. But, you know, it was just one of those games that it just didn't seem meant to be if you were the Cincinnati Bengals because it was there for the taking for them. Yeah, I remember you're right about the Kansas City part of the equation where Cincinnati missed an opportunity and that the physical toll was real. Mahomes, of course, less than under percent on the ankle, the injuries to the receiving core throughout the game. I mean, it reminded me of there was an old sitcom I used to watch and the guy that owns the house returns home and he's, he's someone that he's never seen before suddenly in his house. That's what it was like to me when I saw this guy, Marcus Kemp, make a catch for Kansas City in the fourth quarter. It's like, who the hell are you? Like, uh, did you even play on this team? I mean, <laughs> who is this guy? And there he is making well, a catch. That's death. how thin it was. This is why death matters, and yep. they say that Super Bowls aren't won, Babano, with first-round picks. It's easy to pick a first-rounder. You know what I mean? You have yep. It's kind of obvious who you're going to take, and even a second round. It's like fantasy football, but you know, real teams, they win because of guys that nobody's ever heard of. 
right? They win because of their fifth round picks, their sixth round picks, the free agents. Normally every Super Bowl, bro, it's like, you know, 40, 45% of the guys in the game are undrafted players, right? You, know, you need players to be able to step up. And that was San Francisco's. They were just out of bodies today. They, you know, they simply did not have a quarterback. And that was unfortunate that it played out that way. You know, Philadelphia really gifted the game. Kansas City had to earn it. Philadelphia, I'll give them credit. They won the game and all that. But you knock Brock Purdy out of the game. You knock Josh Johnson out of the game. Brock Purdy comes back into the game just so they could finish the game and have him hand the football off. I would have went to the Wildcat a hell of a lot earlier and just tried to do something. They simply they simply quit San Francisco. They tapped out midway through the third quarter. They did. They resigned themselves to defeat. They said it's not our day. Like they, they should have went to the, you know, the trick bag of plays earlier. Uh, in the game, you're right. I mean, they just stuck. They basically had Brock Purdy, who wasn't going to throw, who couldn't throw intermediate. He could throw checkdowns and little short dump offs. That's about it. That's all he could do. Other than that, it was a run play uh, most of the time. He couldn't throw intermediate. He couldn't throw deep because of the elbow injury. Josh Johnson gets knocked out. You have no quarterback that's available to play. They were thinking of throwing in Kyle Juszczyk, believe it or not, at the fullback as a quarterback, but they didn't even go that route. They just said, you know what, we're down whatever it was, 28-7 at the time. We have uh, no quarterback that can throw a football down the field. We're just going to run the ball. And I've, never seen, I've never seen a team quit like that, actually. Not that the yeah. players quit. Because the players didn't. They were battling, and they just wanted to start a brawl by the end of it because it was incredibly frustrating uh, for them. And the but, defense hung in there as long as they possibly oh, could. Oh, they, they tried. They off tonight, today, I thought. Yeah, there was only so much you could do. It was just, it's not meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. The wheels fell off. There was only so many obstacles the San Francisco 49ers could overcome. Yet it is what it is, and the Super Bowl is set. There's going to be a lot of talk about Andy Reid, and there's going to be a lot of talk about the Kelsey brothers. Uh, but we do have a great football matchup uh, here. And, you know, the key to this will be, once again, can the Kansas City watch. Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. For, What's for that? Mahomes. Ankle watch for Mahomes. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. Well, I'm, I won't ever do. This is, this is one thing that the bye is good for. I don't like the bye. I think it's stupid. Um, but it's one thing that the bye is good for. And if there's a team that needs two weeks off right now, it is the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll tell you that. Exactly. For Mahomes' ankle, for the multiple injuries you suffered at wide receiver, a position that got extremely perilously thin uh, by the end of that Cincinnati win uh, earlier tonight. So absolutely. I mean, if there's, I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles will welcome, obviously, bumps and bruises getting healed as well. But I think it's a much needier bye week for the Kansas City Chiefs based on the physical toll and the fact, you know, they gutted through a physical war with Cincinnati with a bunch of guys less than 100%. Philly cruised to an easy, no-sweat victory against San Francisco. I mean, you measure the physical and mental toll of what Kansas City did to get here today versus what Philly did to get here today. There's no comparison. And so the extra week will help the Chiefs in both of those regards, physically, emotionally, mentally, everything. KC are definitely more battle-tested. But it doesn't really matter, does it, about Philadelphia's schedule, this or that. They've taken advantage of it, and now they're into the Super Bowl, and they just need to win one game. If you think back to to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Super Bowl to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were far from 100%, right? And it wasn't – they had no offensive line. They just – and Mahomes just got murdered. So, you know, Babano, what comes around goes around in the National Football League. You know what I mean? You're going to win a game – it's like mixed martial arts. Like if you bet on every fight all the time on every card, you're going to win a fight you shouldn't have won with a bad call and you're going to get screwed over. And it's going to happen. And if you think it won't happen again to you, you're wrong. Like it's going to happen again. Yeah. But, you know, a great example is last week, 
Joe Burrow did the exact same thing twice, but bad old. I was live on the air when it happened, and I was raging about it, saying that that's textbook classic. That's the definition of intentional grounding. He does it a lot. He, he does the Tom Brady, where yep. he just drops back and just throws, throws it at people's dirt. feet, yep. and he gets away with it. Yep. It's like, bro, like, you can't just do that. Like, you can't do that if there's no one, like— and he got away with a bunch it. of big linemen in there. In yeah. there. It's not going to work. But he got away with it twice last week against the Bills. It would have made a difference in that game, right? Tonight, he did it. They nailed him for it. Right? So, they, But not did it matter because they converted on third and 16 after anyways, right? Yeah. But, hey, credit to Kansas City's defense, Babano. They made plays. The interception when they batted it in the air. Like, they were on the ropes, man. They were out of bodies. Cincinnati had all the momentum. And somehow they didn't win the football game. Cincinnati had been blessed, but it's like being at a blackjack table, Babano. At some point, man, the dealer gets you. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, you're going to run out of luck, and it just feels like Cincinnati just ran out of luck in the last few minutes of this game. Yeah, you're right. And, and you know, it's silly of us not to have mentioned this yet either. Talked about Mahomes less than 100%. Cincinnati missed a chance, and all the receivers that were depleted in that game. Let's not forget the best cornerback on this team, Legereus Sneed, who left the game early. Uh, due to injury, didn't return. Yeah, they and there's had three another rookies guy. back there, actually. What's, that's what's pretty crazy. They had three rookies in the secondary. And they hung in there. That's in the second half of that game. Yeah. 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 Against a great quarterback and a dangerous group of receivers. Now, I know they lost Tyler Boyd, which, you know, was a big loss for the Bengals, but you still had Higgins. You still have Chase. You still have a, a great tight end, a burgeoning tight end in Hayden Hurst. You know, you still have plenty of options there, but losing Sneed as well in that cornerback spot. And the way the secondary stepped up, made big plays, got the big interception in the fourth quarter, made some big pass breakups, uh, PBUs, they call it. Uh, absolutely terrific step-up effort from that young, inexperienced secondary. And again, the, the, the penultimate drive, the two critical errors. Now, there were some people that thought it should have been holding or blocking the back on the kick return by Sky Moore. Uh, Bengals fans, some of them were not happy about that. But you cannot excuse Joseph Osai. Well, he got but away with it. All right. We'll hit this. Yeah. You know what, though? It is what it is. It's a culmination of things. More with a battle on the other side, the late-night anger management class. This is more trains. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Fort Worth, we're throwing it down with Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. Follow him on Twitter, at Babano. So, uh, Babano, um, Cincinnati had their chances, did not take advantage. People are going to talk about the, the, the personal foul, which it was a personal foul. You talked about a missed block in the back at the end. But ultimately, they still had a chance to win a football game. They were given the ball numerous times, had a chance to win. I thought KC were kind of doomed. Listen, I I was on Kansas City, but I had a bad feeling about it. (laughs) And it's not like I like pulling for them either. I'm not like a Chief fan or anything. So it wasn't like, oh, this is, you know, from a fan standpoint, even though the Bengals beat my Bills, I was, you know, I was kind of hoping a Cincinnati-Philadelphia Super Bowl would, I don't know, I just, I would have almost preferred to see the Bengals. But from a monetary standpoint, the push out of bounds, the play, I understand Bengal fan, like, raging. There were numerous calls that did go against them, but it happens. And as I stated, they got away with calls last week against Buffalo. That's sports, bro. They, you play every week. You're going to get calls your way. You're going to get calls against you. You have to overcome it. It's that it's simple. Play through it. Play through it. Yep, play through it. And it's it. the same as injuries. Yep. It's sucks, but I guarantee you, you'll look back and you're going to say, yeah, we won that game because the other team was injured, right? Like, it goes both ways. San Francisco, though, that was just unbelievable. Like, that was just, like, they were screwed already, even with Josh Johnson, but at least they would have had a puncher's chance, Babano. You saw he was capable of throwing the ball a bit. Like, they just had, they were screwed. Like, if there was ever a time that, you know, there was a coach that would actually just walk over and say, listen, we, you win, we lose, we're done. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, we're, 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 we're packing up and we're going home because the game's over. You guys win. We're out of bodies. We don't have a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because you mentioned how at least with Josh Johnson, he could throw the ball downfield, which Brock Purdy was incapable of doing after the elbow injury. He made a great pass to George Kittle down the sideline when it was 28 to, or 21-7 for the Eagles right at the beginning of the third quarter, right before he got injured, right before he got knocked out of the game. Uh, and that was the last real deep, deeper pass we saw from the 49ers offense the entire game and then of course they had to play Purdy there was no other quarterback that was available and even though he couldn't throw downfield they put him in there and it was basically just check downs and 90% run the football what a gift for Philadelphia <laughs> like seriously like what a, what you get the New York Giants and then you get a the one dollar man from the fugitive and quarterback to go to the Super Bowl but this is why it's paramount man to get home field advantage you limit opportunities of injuries. You only play two games, Babano. You know what I mean? You play two games, and you get to the Super Bowl. And look, both you know, both teams that played just two games ended up getting into the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And here we go again. We're going to hear about it. You know, Andy Reid off a of bye week. There's another thing we're going to hear about. I'm sure leading up to a Super Bowl, extra time to prepare. Uh, that's been we're a long hear time. A lot about Andy Reid. One thing I want to bring up, Babano. Last week, four and zero to the unders. This week, once again, unders, unders, cash again. That's right. It's a 6-0 under run in the playoffs right now. 
Bengals Chiefs had many chances, just like the Bengals had many chances to win the game, the over had many chances to win in that game as well. Bad red zone offense. The whole game, the red zone, especially early in that first quarter, halfway through the second quarter, that field goal fest, you kind of thought that might come to back. To their defense, too, though, Eagles. it was pretty windy and cold out there, yep. right? Like, it, you know, the, the one of the, on the interception, I think Burrow underthrew it a bit. I just think it got caught up in the wind. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? It was, it, was, it was challenging, I think, out there, the conditions as well. And conditions will not be a factor, of course, in two weeks indoors at Glendale, in Glendale at State Farm Stadium, home of the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, you won't have those elements to uh, deal with. But, uh, you know, I think the Super Bowl is one, a game that usually lends itself to being a little bit higher scoring. But that's not always been the case. Uh, that is, and I know that when the Eagles were in with uh, Nick Foles and Doug Peterson a few years back, of course, is a completely different roster and coaching staff, but that was a shootout with the Patriots. I remember that Super Bowl. I don't believe Kansas City's uh, previous Super Bowl appearance against uh, San Francisco was high scoring. I think that one might have stayed under the total, if I'm not mistaken, going back a few years. Yeah, you know what? Both of um, both of Kansas City's Super Bowls. And the Tampa one, of course, which was a lopsided. You know what? The Kansas, yeah. the Kansas, the Kansas City, San Francisco one was thirty-one twenty. Yeah. The total was fifty-three, so it just creeped right under the number. Yeah. When you recall, Tampa Bay and Kansas City, the total was fifty-six. Uh, Brady, Brady versus Mahomes, but that was the game that I brought up earlier, Bapano, in which Kansas City didn't have an offensive line. Oh yeah. And he, they, they, they just could not move the ball. Like it was the same thing. They were just overwhelmed. Thirty-one nine. So it stayed under. And last year's Super Bowl stayed under. The year before it stayed under the battle. If you recall, it was the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever to 13-3. So look, the last four Super Bowls. So the Rams last year beat the Bengals 23-20. The total was 49.5. The year before, Tampa Bay beat Kansas City 31-9. The total was 56. We talked about Kansas City and San Francisco three years ago. It was 31-20. The total was 53. The year before that, the New England Patriots beat the Los Angeles Rams 13 to 3. And in fact, Super Bowl ever. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It was well, for me. I was on the Rams um, and the over. So, yeah, it was a total train wreck. I remember we did the show out of Studio 34 uh, that one. Cam was uh, Cam uh, visited us in New York. And <laughs> it was a big disaster. He lost a lot of money. So did I. Um, so, Babano, the last Super Bowl to go over the number was the last time the Philadelphia Eagles were in the Super Bowl, 41-33. The total was 49. It sailed over the number. Yeah, that was the one. That was the one that definitely stood out. Is that that last Super Bowl that was like one of those back and forth, was back in Costa Rica, and forth, for epic, that high-scoring affairs. Yeah, and the show uh, with Donnie Wrightside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, yeah, you're right. You were in Costa Rica with Donnie Wrightside doing a betcast and. You're right. He was. That's when he did that dive into the hot tub or something. Too, yeah, yeah, after. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he smoked a cigar and had some drinks in a jacuzzi after at a hotel on our roof. We were like a he luxury might be doing resort. that again in two weeks' time. You never know, but it'll be in his place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I I'm going to try to make a case for the over. I'm an over better at heart, but. Uh, and I know it's been under lately, but I do want to wait, though, to see what the receiving core is and uh, because that does concern you if there's new targets, although he'll have a couple weeks to work with them in practice. Is Mahomes' ankle going to get better? Uh, Philly's offense, look, the one thing, too, that concerns me about the over, and it makes me think maybe the first half over is the best way to go. Now, circumstance 
dictated that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense didn't have to do much in the second half. But don't forget throughout the regular season, there were so many games that the Eagles had a big first half offensively and did very little. Yeah. In the second half offensively. Today so I might think them. about a first half <laughs> a first half over in this game, if not split it between first half and full game, maybe just look strictly first half over uh, in this game. And I don't normally do that with the Super Bowl, but I might make an exception here because the Eagles have had this occur a lot this year where they've started out hot offensively and kind of tail off after halftime. Well, these two teams played last year, October the third, twenty twenty one, and it was forty two thirty. Kansas City beat Philadelphia at the link in Philadelphia, 42-30. The total was 53-and-a-half. It obviously sailed over the number, yet we really can't take much away from that game. These are new teams uh, right now. Philadelphia are juggernaut, Babano. They really are. I mean, we can doubt them. We can wonder about their schedule and all this. But they absolutely smashed and demolished the New York Giants, and they absolutely smashed and demolished a very good San Francisco 49er team. Uh, today, albeit by knocking their quarterbacks out of the game. But you know what? That's part of football, Babano. That's part of football. We smoke both your quarterbacks. You know what I mean? That's, you know, it was, they weren't dirty hits, right? It's not like they say, oh, well, you, you knocked, you know what I mean? You deliberately injured our quarterback. No. We were playing smash mouth football, hard hitting, old school smash mouth football, and we murdered both your quarterbacks. It just is what it is. The Brock Purdy didn't really get murdered, though. Josh Johnson got smoked. Yeah. Like Josh Johnson got absolutely smoked, smoked. Brock Purdy didn't really get smoked. It was it was just like a, you know, he threw the ball and you saw his fingers got ripped back, and that was even the worst of it. No. And he smoked his elbow on someone's helmet. That's what did it. Yeah. Not that elbow elbow out of whack. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly that. what cost him the ability to throw in the rest of the game. The way I see this is that Kansas City played in a much tougher top to bottom conference. They had a, probably a tougher road to get here. Philly had a very easy cupcake-ish type of road to get here. But I think at the end of the day, if I match up the rosters on both Philly sides, like I still like team. the better Philly roster. I think Philly's got the better roster, both sides of the football. I just do going into this game. Now you have to give coaching experience in this kind of spot. And, you know, Sirianni's never done the Super Bowl thing before. I get that. But at, at, where the number is right now, we're seeing one and a half, two, you know, uh, pretty much. Uh, my, my initial lean is Philly. At anything less than a field goal, I think they'll win this game. And uh, certainly it won't help Kansas City, you know, if they're still concerned about the health status of Snead, their best corner, multiple key receivers, Mahomes' ankle. Will it progress in two weeks? It will help. But will it help to the point where it will be a lot better in terms of mobility than he was today? My initial lean is Philadelphia, though. Just to win the game is where this price is. I'm leaning Eagles right now. I cannot recall a playoffs that there's been as many injuries and even a year, I don't know. I don't know if it's just coincidence. I don't know. Just maybe the players are just so fast and hit harder. Um, I also think there's something to it. Like, you know, they're random injuries, but also it sounds crazy to say, but players are in too good of shape almost, right? Like the less body fat you have, like you get more injured, right? I hate to say it, but you know, some you know, you look at the fat guys, they don't get injured as much. Right, like, you know, you see it all the time. Look at Saquon Barkley, 0% body fat and all this. Yeah, every time he gets hit, it's like right on the tissue. It's right on the, the nerves. It's right on the muscle. Like, there's always, there's something to it. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but there's an injury problem. But, hey, that's football, and that's why there's 53 men on the roster, and depth counts. And from, from 1 to 53, everybody's got to contribute sometime. All right, more with you and Cameron on the other side. Sunday, bloody Sunday. The late-night anger man for class continues. Bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Series XM Channel 159. We're banging it with Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. So, Babano, for people that are just joining us uh, right now, as uh, me and Ian have already discussed the Super Bowl uh, in the past uh, couple of uh, moments and segments, but we're going to move on to some NHL hockey, college basketball, NBA, etc. But as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, sounds like you're leaning with the Philadelphia Eagles right now, and you were liking the first half over of uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, just for initial thoughts is that uh, I know one thing, if I had bet the first half over that Eagles game today, I would have won uh, as opposed to the full game over. Uh, and that's the, that's another thing. And this is not just, again, because of the San Francisco situation today with the quarterbacks. That played a role. But all season long, there's been a pattern of the Eagles, especially with a big lead, especially after a great first half on offense, kind of pulling back the reins and letting their foot off the gas and being more conservative and just not producing as much in the second half. They've done it a bunch of times. They did it last week against the Giants, too. You know, that offense slowed down a bit in the second half with the big lead. So that's why I'm more geared toward the first half over. And like I said, I think Kansas City was in a tougher conference. I think they had a tougher road. I think all of those things, the experience that this team has in being in the Super Bowl, those are all things that are beneficial and advantage Chiefs. But to me, if you look at the rosters of the teams, I think there's just an overall better roster, both sides of the ball on the Eagles going into this game. And I'll ask that team to find a way to win at less than a field goal. So that's my that's the way I'm looking right now. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, throwing it down with us. I am Gable Morancy. So the Boston Bruins, speaking of uh, powerhouses in the regular season, the Boston Bruins have been a powerhouse this year, but they've now lost three straight hockey games, uh, Babano. And as good as Boston have been, Carolina and how good of a year they're having is kind of flying under the radar a little bit because of the Bruins' success. When you look at Carolina, 72 points, 32 wins, nine losses, 32, nine and eight on the season with 72 points. Boston's played 50 games. They're 38, seven and five now with 81 points, but very impressive win. And Carolina are sending a message to the Boston Bruins that you can rack up the regular season wins. We're not intimidated by you. We can beat you. 
Yeah, the Bruins are sending a message that we're not perfect uh, either. They've now lost three in a row for the for the lost two in a row for the first time all year after the losses to Tampa and Florida. Make it three in a row now after the loss to Carolina on Sunday. They're sending a message they're not perfect. And B, I think they want the All Star break to get here. They're ready for a little break. I think the Bruins they had an ex- excellent first half. Uh, you got that signs that they're ready for a little bit of a a break in their schedule. Uh, it's nothing to panic about. You know this team wasn't going to win at a you know forty win clip. You know like this uh, this quickly. You know thirty four wins in forty games. Thirty two wins in forty games kind of clipped the rest of the way. You know you knew they were going to slow down a bit. And look, this was a brutally tough three game road trip. Tampa, Florida, Carolina. That is always a tough road trip. Any team is going to struggle against that. And they still have one game left actually against Toronto on Wednesday night. That won't be easy uh, either for the uh, Bruins. And of course the Leafs beat Washington five one today on John Tavares. Congrats to him. His thousandth NHL game got two assists uh, in the uh, victory. So uh, the Bruins and the Leafs will finish their pre All Star break schedule with one more game against each other on Wednesday night. Yeah, and I agree. I think I think the NHL, and listen, the NHL is a grueling league, and unlike the NBA, they don't take uh, games off every night. Um, so load management, right. No, so you're know, right. The Bruins have been playing at an incredible pace and tempo and just an intensity, 50 games in, a great start for them. They're off until Wednesday. They get the Toronto Maple Leafs, a Toronto Maple Leaf team who really could use the time off as well, and we'll get to the stupidity of the NHL schedule. But as you mentioned, Boston and Toronto – will play on Wednesday, and that's that. But the Leafs are going to be without Matt Murray. And, of course, Austin Matthews is out. But when you look at the way that the NHL scheduled its all-star game and with teams being off for as much as they are, Babano, if ever there's a time you're going to have players out for a week, two weeks, three weeks, now is the time. They'll miss a minimal amount of games, really. Exactly. Uh, now is that uh, time. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see now who, teams that are struggling going into the all-star break you know, are they going to use this opportunity to hit the reset button and go on a run in the second half? And is there going to be, you know, a little bit of a comeback down to earth, a little bit of regression setting in for some of these teams that have been out to these incredible starts this season? Is Boston going to regress a little bit? How about Seattle? You know, nobody expected them to be heading into the all-star break first place in the Pacific division, but that is where they are in their second year in existence. Uh, an incredible first half for the Kraken after being obviously well out of the playoffs last season in their initial initial season in the league. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see. Do the teams that kind of struggled in the first half, do they use this team this time to get everybody, you know, rest, you know, healthier and then hit the reset button, come out flying out of the break and to some of these teams that played so great in the first half, Maybe they get tripped up a bit by the break. Well, there's going to be a big break. And I was looking at the NHL schedule. And number one, I don't know why the hell they played two games today. Okay, fine. You've got two games. Why do you schedule them both at 5 o'clock Eastern head-to-head with the National Football League playoffs? Like, seriously. And not just that. It carries over. These two games should have been on Monday, honestly. They should have been on Monday. No, they should have been earlier, Babano. Just make them play at 1 o'clock. Whatever. 12.30, 2 o'clock even. You play at 5 o'clock, that cuts into the first game, and it cuts into the second game. So you have people like that, you know what I mean? You miss both games if you go to these hockey games. It was just short-sightedness, but whatever. The NH, you know, they just they live in their own world. They just don't care. And so I look tomorrow night. They got one game tomorrow night. And it's like, all right, well, they must have a million games on Tuesday. It's like, no, they don't. And then there's nothing, you know, there's a couple of games Wednesday and a couple of games. Like, basically, everybody's off pretty much this week, and it's going to be the similar situation coming out of the All-Star game um this weekend they have the all-star game this weekend whatever it's the one thing the nhl is a great league it's a great product but the schedule man like they do just a lot of like things that make you scratch your head but nevertheless it is what it is we got the blues and the jets 
on Monday night. This has been a one-sided rivalry, actually, as of late. The Winnipeg Jets have beaten the St. Louis Blues five straight times, Babano. They're probably going to make it six. Uh, St. Louis is just dreadful right now. I know they came back and made it interesting against Colorado on Saturday. I don't know if we give them credit for that, or maybe Colorado fell asleep with the lead. That's actually happened to the Avalanche a couple times in a row. But the bottom line is why I have no, I, I don't say, wow, St. Louis, you battled back. You lost 4-2, good effort. No, you can't start the way you did when you're struggling like this and expect to be taken seriously. I mean, they had a brutal game at home uh, earlier this week against Buffalo. They were terrible in that game. They lost. They had a bad game before that. They had an embarrassing effort in Arizona against the Coyotes, losing 5 nothing in that game. They started out badly against Colorado, fell down 3 nothing. Uh, they're an injury-riddled mess. Key players are out. Defensively, they're struggling. They are really bad in their own end right now. I've never seen this team under Craig Berube look as bad and pathetic defensively with breakdowns and turnovers and Bennington's losing his mind, getting in scrums and struggling to stop the puck. Here, Bennington's stop with the scrums and just stop a puck. Make that your focus, not getting involved in stuff after the whistle uh, with the other team. But St. Louis is just no, no chance do I want to back them. And I think Winnipeg's coming to play here. They had a, they, they've been in a slump, too. They lost to Buffalo at home. They got shut out at home by Philly. Rick Bonus read them the riot acts that are difference makers. Couldn't even find them tonight in the game. Said, you know, you got to bring urgency, and it's a tough league to win in, but you, you can't just uh, mail it in like that. Uh, you got to show up every night to play, and we haven't done that, he said the last couple. He really was one of the more angrier and he hasn't had many reasons to be angry with this team they've had a great first half but he has not been happy with the way the Jets have played the last two games I don't think they want to go into the break losing three home games in a row I'll be on the Jets first period puck line and probably in regulation or full game puck line here I think they'll take care of business and possibly win by margin by two goals or more the Winnipeg Jets are minus 215 favorites at FanDuel right now the total is six Jets minus one and a half goals is plus 116 St. Louis Blues Plus one and a half, minus 142. St. Louis Blues on the money line, plus 176. We've got a couple of interesting college basketball games, uh, Babano, on Monday night. Um, let's start off in the ACC with the Virginia Cavaliers taking on uh, Syracuse. They're going to the Dome. So uh, Virginia at Syracuse. Virginia are four and a half point favorites, minus 250 on the money line. Syracuse are plus 198 on the money line. The total is 132 and a half uh, in this game. One thing, and I tell people this all the time, man, about Virginia. Virginia are actually an over team, and so are Syracuse, actually, this year. Syracuse 14-8 and eight to the over, but uh, Virginia have beaten Syracuse four straight times, uh, Babano, and eight of the last nine times that they played, and the over is cashed five straight times between these two teams as well. It's four and a half, 132 and a half. Yeah, you pretty much said it. I don't really have much more to add. I like the over here. I've been on Syracuse overs all season. Not so much Virginia, but because I still look at them as a slower-paced, plotting, very good defensive team that struggles offensively. They're still elite defensively. Like, they're giving up 50s and 60s only, like they always do. The difference is but they're, they're making they're, a lot more shots. Their, their numbers are so low, too. The people, they yeah. set their totals pretty light. So, look, Virginia are 11-8 and eight to the over on the year, and Syracuse are 14-8 and eight to the over. Yeah, Syracuse is flying over every total. Nine and one to the they don't play any defense. The two three zone under Bayheim isn't what it used to be, and Virginia's making more threes, and that's key when you're playing the zone defense. They'll be able to make shots, and if you look at the recent meetings, look at the total points in these games that have gone over head to head with Virginia Syracuse: one thirty nine, one forty one, one forty three, one thirty nine. I mean, not even way over this number that we see for this total: one thirty two and a half. So, absolutely, the over is the play for me here. 
Texas lay three and a half to the visiting Baylor Bears. The total is 148 and a half. This is another one-sided rivalry. Baylor have beaten the Horns five straight times at nine of the last ten. But Bannon- Baylor's not a team I want to go against right now. They're playing really good basketball. Texas laying four, I think, is a little, little rich to me. Uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Baylor right now. I'm, I'd be taking the points in that game. But Bano, we've got another college basketball game on the board uh, or two before we get you out of here. Iowa State and Texas Tech. Iowa State laying one and a half on the road. Texas Tech haven't won in Big 12 play yet. Total is 129 and a half here, Babano. They haven't. Um, I, I'm going to buy low on Texas Tech here. Um, I know it was LSU, right? And LSU's awful. Uh, but they've got a win, okay? And it's a win. It, it's, it's a win to make them feel better, you know, about themselves. They've had a tough year. Uh, so far, I mean, their their offense has been in shambles. They haven't even defended at the level we've become accustomed to. Mark Adams and his predecessor, Chris Beard, this was always a very good defensive team. We haven't seen that. But I think getting the win Saturday helps them out. You know, Iowa State's still a little hit or miss on the road. I love backing this team at Hilton Coliseum, but on the road they can be uh, had. And they got blown out by Missouri in that Big 12 SEC challenge game on Saturday. They've failed to cover now in three straight. I think we're buying low on tech. We're selling high on Iowa State. I kind of like the Tech Red Raiders here. Home underdog, plus one, one and a half. Bold. All right, Ian Cameron. But, Banner, we've got about a minute left here before we get you out of here. Chicago State, our boy, big card Julio, Julio Rosario, joins us every Thursday. He's the Windy City Bulls play-by-play voice, but he was the Chicago State play-by-play voice over for the last couple of years. So we've always talked a lot of Chicago State basketball. They're on a nice little run right now by their standards. Listen, they were 0 16 on the road, guys, and they beat Coastal Carolina on the road 74 70. Then they turned around and they went to Stanford two nights later, an incredibly difficult trip. And they were getting 18 and a half points. They only lost by seven, 72 to 65. They were leading uh, most of that game. Now they beat up on Aurora over the weekend in a non line game. Now they get the Citadel getting two and a half a banner. What's your quick take uh, on Chicago State and the Citadel? Well, the, the first thought is you're going to look at their road record at Chicago State and see one and 17 straight up. You're like, ah, how can I back this team on the road? Well, they're 10 and eight against the spread on the road. They got a winning point spread record uh, on the road. And a lot of their point spread wins have been lately, you know, and that's what happens when you have a historically bad team like they were last year. Like they were so bad. Everybody knew to just fade Chicago State last year. Every game you were going to make money this year, though, they've improved not just a little bit but by a lot. And they've improved by so much at both ends of the floor. Like they're still not a great team. But they are not, like, historically bad. So they've gone from historically bad to kind of okay. And that's been enough to jack up the power rating. And the odds makers have been lagging way behind all year on this team's improvement. So they're still getting these massive numbers as underdogs. And this year they're cashing. You know, just in their last seven line games alone, they're 5-2 and two ATS. They've covered three in a row in terms of line games. Stanford, Coastal Carolina, Rio Grande Valley. They beat Coastal. Single-digit losses to Rio Grande Valley and Stanford. It's not like the Citadel's playing consistent uh, basketball. And at home, you know, they've been far from great. Nobody's uh, ever so Chicago State. Nobody's ever gotten rich betting on the Citadel as a favorite, I'll tell you that. But it is only two and a half. Ian Cameron will catch up with you on the Wicked Wednesday. Thanks, Babano. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Streaming at warning level three, quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. Thanks to Ian Cameron and Mo Khan for throwing it down with us. We'll have a full slate of guests on the Monday Night Meltdown. Continue to break down the Super Bowl and try to uh, attack this and give you as much information as uh, possible. Keep it locked in here to the grid, Sports Grid Radio and Television Network, Series XM Channel 159. We'll have your back leading up uh, to the big game. I will be... On uh, Media Row, I'll be in Arizona um, for the week. Not this week, but uh, for the week leading up uh, to the game and uh, hopefully bringing you some some cool guests like we did last year. We had some great guests uh, last year. Uh, It was a lot of fun in Los Angeles. Next year, the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. Ooh. Whoa, Nelly. It's like the calm before the storm, this Super Bowl. Like, I don't care about, like, the numbers and all that. So, what, it'll be Super Bowl 58? Like, the, the Super Bowl in Vegas will be, like, super lit. Lit, lit. Like, right now, the cheapest ticket to get in is, like, 5700 bucks uh, for this Super Bowl. I will tell you, if you're planning on going to the Super Bowl, um, to wait. The ticket prices will come down, right? Ticket brokers prey on, like, eager fans, um, who don't want to miss out or want to get the ticket. And sometimes some people just don't care about the money. They just want to get a ticket over and done with and move on, which I understand. But they always start high, right? They always give, give it a couple of days, I promise you. Like, it'll it'll start to come down. Look, it was $7,000 last week before we knew who was going to be playing. So now it's like 5700 tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if it hits like 52, 53. It's not going to plummet, but... The Kansas City Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl. Like, this is their third time in recent memory. You know Eagle fans going to hit Arizona hard, and I'm sure there's already a ton of Eagle fans out there, to be honest. Arizona's like the new Florida. Everybody that lives there, you know, there's a ton of East Coasters there. Other than that, you're on your own. We do like the over in Virginia and Syracuse tomorrow night. Later. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.